so welcome to test pod this is byron again and today well tonight i really want to talk about uh, what i did today of course we're still on shelter in place well not shelter in place but you know social distancing physical distancing but um, I'm doing a 21, a challenge that I'm calling 21 Days Later. And so every morning for the last three days, tomorrow will be day four, I've gotten up and I have to do ab and floor work and some work with resistance bands. So I'm doing that. And it's um, the hardest part of it is actually doing the planks and the sit-ups, uh, I mean, the push-ups. They're wearing me out. But I can feel my arms getting strong, and I'm hoping by the end of the 21 days I can do a little bit more fancy work with my uh, planks. Anyway, but before that, um, it was so beautiful out today. I got outside. I enjoyed the weather today. I went for a five-mile jog slash walk, and it felt really good. It was nice being outside, but it was so strange because the streets seem to be getting a little bit quieter here, which is um, pretty good. Uh, That means people are heeding the advice of the CDC and um, the um, medical officials at the White House. So that's good to see. But um, as I did my um, little jog walk this morning, one thing I noticed um, was even on the trail, I ended up going on the trail for about Probably about 10 minutes of my outside work this morning. And even those were really quiet. But the one thing I have to say I noticed was that there was just a little peaking of purple flowers and daffodils starting to bloom. So it's made me start thinking, <coughs> pardon me, what are we going to miss if we're still in the house. And I'm hoping this doesn't make people say, well, we're going to go out anyway because we want to see these things and we get a bunch of people out because the cases are going up in um, Bloomington in the McLean County area as well. So um, while I'm anxious for the blooming to start, the blooming in Bloomington, to start, what I'm not anxious about is the, the worry if people are going to just get so stir crazy. They have to be out on the streets. I just hope that doesn't happen. I hope we're smart and, <coughs> pardon me, we heed the advice of the medical professionals and, um, you know, stay inside or, you know, do some safe distancing from one another. So another thing I want to talk about is that I'm going into my last day of actual lectures with my two classes, my classical rhetoric class and my research and theory and small group communication classes. Um, And I'm a little worried about my students. Uh, They they email me the day before saying, hey, are we meeting tomorrow? We're excited to meet. And I just, I, I feel so bad that, I mean, and the plan was before we had to go to online teaching, was that these next few weeks would be spent with them um, going over doing team projects. But I, I got rid of that idea because I didn't want to. I didn't want to try to think about the logistics we get having team presentations, and I didn't want them to have to worry about the logistics <coughs> of trying to work together. I know other people were doing that, but I just didn't feel like I wanted to 
deal with it, and I didn't want them to have to deal with it because they're all stressed anyway. Um, just a word, ISU student body is a little different than from when I was at Indiana University. Um, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to say this in a belittling way, but I worry about the academic proudness of, of the students there or here at ISU. Um, so I just felt like it was better to, to let that out. I'm not saying the students are um, not intellectually prepared, but I think they do have, um, they have problems with the learning process, I think, from what I've seen. Um, and I know for me, I'm challenging them to write their ideals down, to read more challenging material. And I think a lot of other professors here use textbooks. I've never been big on textbooks. Um, I never even liked textbooks when I was in school. And I don't think I even had that many textbooks. So anyway, uh, my concern is that when I'm done with this lectures tomorrow, uh, that the students are I, well, I'll put it this way. I'm going to add in some virtual coffee hours where we can meet. I'm going to invite them every Tuesday and Thursday to come to class anyway. But I'm just concerned that they're going to feel so isolated. I think a lot of um, professors are taping lectures and leaving it up to students to read them uh, or to listen to those lectures. So they're still not having that community. So I'm going to make sure that I, I create community so that what I really want to get to is this notion of the importance of building community um, into your pedagogy. And for me, that's always probably been one of the most, the utmost, of the utmost importance, <clears throat> pardon me, in my classes. So I started by talking about, um, you know, not having that community um, of people on the trail, on the Constitution Trail here. And I think for me, that's it's so um, important to have that because to me, it, it, it makes you, it just brings this bond of humanity together. And that's what I try to do in my classrooms. I try to give them this bond of humanity to let them all know they have this voice and that it's important for them to voice their opinions and really to voice what they think about the readings. And that's how I think they're also building those critical thinking skills because they have to learn how to express their thoughts in class in a way that fits in A, with the topics that we're covering, and B, um, hopefully creates more discussion from their other community members. So, you know, I, I this, this semester is kind of, you know, it, it's thrown a lot of things off, and I'm hoping that, um, you know, that if, if this continues, if we have to do this into the fall, that I can find some other techniques of building that community. So even when, you know, the students are not in the classroom setting, that they can continue to have these conversations uh, on their own. So that's one of the things I'm really interested in thinking about and looking at through all of this. How do we um, create in an online or virtual com- or virtual learning experience, how do we create that aspect of community uh, so students not only feel comfortable to grapple with the ideas that they're reading and learning about that we make as our course objectives and goals, but also to carry that on into their own conversations with one another, um, with their family, with their friends, 
Uh, and that's my concern, because as I think more about what we're hearing in these press conferences, um, and not from the medical professionals, but from some of the people that, um, along with the president, who go up there to speak that just, I think, are so easily or so can so easily lie and, 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 and give misleading information. Uh, I, I hope that through all this, we, those of us who are educators, um, um, really start thinking about ways that we can encourage our students to want to in, really, really build those critical thinking skills and be able to have those conversations. Now, I have some students, don't get me wrong, this semester who I think are just brilliant um, and I want to see them go on to do great things. I have one who's in Joliet, Illinois right now who I really want to do some podcasts with because this guy is just, I think he has this tremendous level of intellect um, and I just want to make sure it's its used properly. Um, and then I have a student in my classical rhetoric class, several students in that class who are just, um, I think if they're challenged enough, they can um, really do more than they think possible. So I, I just want to make sure that when you build that community, I think a community, when you build a community in your classroom, is one, it, it, it has the ability uh, to really help your students go further than they ever thought they could go. So in closing, I'm hoping that for all of us who are in the class and who are teaching, who are going through this, um, having to switch to online, where we, we've never done it before, I hope that we continue to think about the best pedagogical strategies we can come up with to really push our students um, and while understanding this is a difficult time for them as well, because, I mean, this is history they're living through. They've never lived through anything like this for the most part. But to continue to give them the tools to really push them to be our future stewards and protectors of this planet. So, um, and I think the best way to do that is to build community. That was my experience growing up. I was grew up in a large family. I grew up in a church. And there was always this, this um, feeling of pushing you to become the best you can be. So I really didn't mean to, <coughs> excuse me, go on this long. But, you know, when you start talking, it's like you're having this conversation. I guess I'm my own community right now. So anyway... Take care, and I will be creating another podcast tomorrow. Until then, happy community building. Good night.